0: Hey everyone, welcome to another 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. Thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with me. So grab your coffee or your computer, your phone, however you're watching today, and let's hang out. We're going to talk about prayer, and at the end of this podcast, I'm going to designate some time to pray over your requests, whatever needs you have if you're watching live on the Peoria Area Church Facebook page, make sure that you comment your prayer request in the thread underneath this, um, this video, and I'll make sure to, to pray for you at the end of the podcast. For those of you that are visiting us for the very first time, 41 Strong is a podcast where we share encouraging scriptures and stories to fuel your faith, to help you hold on and stand strong. For example, in Scripture, the number 40 represents a season of waiting. It represents a season of trial. It represents a season of being in a storm or the wilderness or facing a giant. And on day 41 or year 41, the breakthrough shows up, a new beginning, a second chance. The giant falls. So let me give you some biblical examples. It rained 40 days, 40 nights. 41 came and the rain stopped. Moses committed murder, that hid on the backside of a desert for 40 years. 41 came, and Moses received a second chance when he was commissioned by God to be the rescuer of Israel. The children of Israel wandered the for 40 years. 41 came, and a new generation entered their promised land. Goliath challenged Israel 40 days, begging somebody to fight him on day 41. David slew Goliath. Then we have Jonah going to Nineveh for 40 days. Jesus fasted and prayed for 40 days in the wilderness before he launched his ministry. After he went to the cross and was raised from the grave, he appeared to his disciples for 40 days, commissioning them to wait for the Holy Spirit. 41 came. The Holy Spirit showed up. The disciples were empowered. Peter got up and preached the first message. The church was launched. And here we are 2,000 years later still functioning as the church so we should go to church yeah but we should also be the church so wherever you are at in your life today whether you're in a downpour a storm perhaps you're wandering a wilderness desperately in need of a second chance or perhaps facing a giant that stands between you and your dream come true the message of 41 strong the message of My book, 41 Will Come, is don't quit. Hold on and stand strong because eventually that storm is going to stop and you'll still be standing when the sun comes back up. Don't throw in the towel because you can slay your giant. Your second chance can show up. Jesus is here today to extend grace and mercy to you. So I want to encourage you today that, you know what, it's not over. Your story is not over. God can rewrite your story right now. He can... Rewrite, not only can he rewrite, but he can write a brand new chapter in the story of your life. Your story matters to God. So thank you for hanging out today on 41 Strong. For more information about my book, 41 Will Come, you can go to, um, you can find it on Amazon, you can go into Barnes Noble and pick it up, or you can go to 41willcome.com. Well, today we're going to do something brand new. Before we get into our topic, um, I'm going to do a little segment called What's Chuck Reading? Right? Because my goal this year is to read at least one book a week for the entire year, and I'm already on book number three. All right, The first book that I knocked out is called Play the Man by Mark Batterson. Mark Batterson endorsed my book, 41 Will Come. Honored about that and grateful for that. If you have never read Mark Batterson, you need need to. You might be familiar with his book, Chasing a Lion into a Pit on a Snowy Day. He's the author of Lion Chasers, the author of um, a brand new book called Whisper that um, I'm getting ready to read next. he's just authored like like 13 books or something crazy um, like that. But his most um, popular book is The Circle Maker. If you haven't read that, that's a book on prayer. We're going to talk about prayer today. But the the first book that I read of 2018 was the second half of Play the Man because I'd already begun reading it before we got into the new year. But it's Play the Man. I recommend every guy that's watching this today or listening to this today, you need to read Play the Man. It will not only encourage you, it'll fire you up to be the man that God creates you to be. Now, um, the second book that I've read this year was written by um, a guy that I know by the name of Daniel Fusco, um, a good social media friend. He's a pastor of, of, of a church in the Pacific Northwest, and um He's also the author of a book called Honestly. I read that last year. But um, this book is called Upward, Inward, Outward. It's by Daniel Fusco. Um, I need to get him on 41 Strong um, someday. This book is fantastic. I think every pastor and leader needs to read this. This is the perfect book for every small group. So if you're a small group leader and you're looking for some material, looking for something to go through, I highly recommend Upward, Inward, Outward, man. It's all about taking care of this first, and then once we take care of that, we can take care of our heart. And, uh, man, once we're loving Jesus the way we're supposed to, when we love ourselves the way we're supposed to, we understand our true identity in him, then that will allow us to be able to love everyone else out there but you're not going to do a good job of loving people if you don't love yourself and you can't love yourself if you don't love Jesus so um, we need to love Jesus the way uh, we're supposed to and love people the way he loved them all right so check out this book Upward Inward Outward by Daniel Fusco Um, again we are doing a little segment called What's Chuck Reading and um, this is um, what I have already read so play the man I've read this one and then right now I'm I'm in this book. I just started it a couple of days ago. It's called Stolen Jesus by Jamie Emery. This book is hilarious, all right? I know um all you moms watching, if you're a mom, you got to read this. Even if you're not a mom, you're going to enjoy it. I'm not a mom, but um I am loving this. I'm laughing out loud. I love Jamie's transparency. Uh, my good friend Anna Labarn um sent this to me and um I'm just I'm just um, eating It Up, it's one of those where it's just it's easy read, it's an encouraging read. She grew up as a Mormon, and she talks about Mormon Jesus, Target Jesus, Americanized Jesus, but then she gets to the real Jesus, and man, it's good, good, good stuff. So um, check out Stolen Jesus, I'm sure I'll talk more about that next week in our podcast. All right, so that's a new segment called What's Chuck Reading? Um, let's get to our topic today. We're going to talk about prayer. It's vital for every believer to have a prayer life. And prayer is not rocket science. Prayer shouldn't freak you out. Some of you, it does. I've had a number of people tell me over the years, I don't know how to pray or I'm not not good at praying. And I just want to say this. If you know how to talk, you know how to pray. If you can have a conversation with a friend if you can have a conversation with one of your kids or one of your parents or a sibling or or a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, spouse, whatever. If you could if you can talk then then you can pray. because prayer is conversation. That's it. It's conversation with God. It's talking it's talking to God and it's listening to God. So I'm gonna help you develop a prayer life today. For those of you that wonder, man, I could never pray past, you know, thirty seconds. You know, some of you watching today, you're like, Man, if I ever had to pray for two minutes, I just don't think I can do it. Um, I'm convinced that you can spend a lot of time in prayer, and I'm going to give you six types of prayer, and when you will put these to practice, you'll find out that you're praying longer than two minutes, longer than five minutes. It will be easy for you to develop a solid prayer life, all right? So we're going to get to it. The first scripture that I want to read is found in the book of Habakkuk, all right? Uh, Man, try using that one in Scrabble, Habakkuk, there's three Ks, that's like 15 points just right there, but Actually, you can't use proper names in Scrabble, so scratch that. All right, but Habakkuk chapter three verse two. I'm going to read this from the message. It says, "God, I've heard what our ancestors say about you, and now I'm stopped in my tracks. I'm down on my knees. Do among us what you did among them. Work among us as you worked among them." So here we have Habakkuk, or Hab- Habakkuk, however you want to say it. All right, um, we'll just call him Hab in three K's. I don't know Habakkuk, but um Here's the deal. He says, God, you know, I've heard what you did in the life of my ancestors. You know, that's cool. But man, now I need you. And I'm on my knees. I need you to show up and show up and show off in my life. And I know some of you watching today, you've heard about what God has done in the life of other family members or other friends or people that you sit with at church. You've heard... Testimonies, you've heard of different miracles, and that's all great, but you need one today. And the good news is if you need a miracle, there is a miracle working God listening watching ready to move on your behalf he's no respecter of person what he's done for somebody else he wants to do for you so if that's your prayer today okay chuck i've heard what god's done in your life you know your mom was on and she told her story about her miracle or i've heard you know god move at different people's lives the, of the church i attend but i need god desperately to show up in my life and the good news is he wants to show up in your life in fact john chapter 15 verse 5 jesus said this he said i'm the vine and you're the branch. He said, a- apart from me, you can do nothing. So we need to stay connected to him. He said, if 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 I remain in you and you in me, then you will produce, you will bear much fruit, all right? But if you don't remain in me, then you'll become like a branch that's cut off and just thrown on the ground to be picked up and put into a pile and cast into a, to a fire. He says, but if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, then you can ask me anything, and, and I will do it. The key is remaining in him and having his word remain in us, because when his word is inside of us, we're going to pray his will. Remember when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane before he we went to the cross, he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me but not my will, your will be done. He was in tune with his father. He spent time with God. He always made time to get alone and pray. And if we will talk to God and we will spend time to open up his word and put his word in us, I'm not just talking about in our head, but getting in our heart so it comes out of our mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we have the word in us, and we are saturating ourselves with the word of God, then we're gonna pray his will. Our desires are gonna be aligned with his desires. And then he'll he'll answer our prayer. This is why Psalms 37-4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't say, delight yourself in the Lord, and then he'll just give you whatever you want. I mean, you just, or just go to pray to God, and he, you can have anything. We've got to delight ourselves in him. We've got to put his word on the inside of us so our heart can be right, so our motives can be right. Because the book of James says we have not because we ask not. But then it also says sometimes we ask and we don't receive because our motives are impure. Our motives are wrong. So if we're in his word... And that word is in our heart. Not only are we not going to sin against him, that's Psalms 119.11, but we will make, our, our desires will line up with his desires. And then we're going to pray the right things. And the good news is he wants to answer our prayer more than you want to pray him. So don't be afraid to go to him like Habakkuk. I need you to show up. He was down on his knees. Some of you on your knees today. All right. Maybe not literally. And you might be driving your car, just agreeing and saying, yes, yes, I'm on my knees. I I, you know, figuratively, I desperately need God to move in my family, and my finances. I need a job. I need a raise. I need a different vehicle. I need to quit driving my bike to work or whatever. You just need God to show up in your life. Maybe in your body you need to, maybe you just found out that you have cancer. Maybe you just found out that a friend or a family member has cancer or some other disease and you desperately need God to show himself faithful. And the good news is he will. He will. So let me give you six types of prayer today. Um, before I get the first one, um, I just had a a cup of some, some coffee and, um, my mug was, this was a gift to me by, um, my friends Todd and Amy. And, and this mug says, um, no matter how many people cut me off in traffic, I'm still blessed. And um, this is, a, I need this as much as prayer every day. This, this mug's a reminder. I need to take a picture, put it on my rearview mirror, and just let this be a reminder when I'm driving, especially when I'm driving on my way to do a podcast to talk about prayer. I need to have the right heart, and this helps me remember that, because, you know, uh, sometimes my prayer request is that God will keep stupid drivers off the road. I'm just being transparent. <laughs> sometimes I'm that stupid driver. All right, so don't wave to me and tell me I'm number one. All right, all right, here we go. Let's um, focus. Adoration is the first one. First type of prayer is is worship. Every one of us, we're worshiping something. I mean, I went to a Golden State Warriors game the other night in Milwaukee, and, man, people were worshiping players on the court. And um, my son was one of them. He loves Steph Curry. I'll get to that here in a little bit. And um, he's not worshiping Steph Curry. But, I mean, we're, anytime we elevate anyone or anything above God, that's worship, right? So we want to be careful that um, we... Our worship in Jesus and that he is the center of everything that we do. One of the ways that we can pray is to worship. When you worship God and you open your mouth and you begin to magnify God and you are praising him, you are praying. That is prayer. Worship is prayer. Psalms 145, David. In fact, you can read. All the Psalms, right? David, he cries out to God. He's transparent. He tells God when he's happy. He tells God when he's sad. He's up. He's down. I mean, one day he's praising God. The next day he's like, God, I'm in a cave. I'm alone. I feel like everybody's out to kill me. Where are you at? And then the very next Psalm is, I will praise you. You're my rock. You're my refuge. You're my my strength. He's up. He's down. He's back. He's forth. He's like me. Let's worship. Psalms 145 verse 1 says, I will exalt you, my God and King. I'm going to praise your name forever and ever. Not just some of the time, but as a believer, we're going to praise him forever. He says, I will praise you every day. I'm going to worship you every day. Every day. We should go to God every single day. I'm going to praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He's worthy of, of, of my praise. It says, no one can measure his greatness. So he says he's going to praise him forever, but he also praises him every day. So it's important to begin our prayer time. And you don't have to begin your prayer time with worship. I recommend it because worship ushers in the presence of God. So I love to begin my prayer time with just a time of worship where I just tell God what he means to me. And um, if you're like, don't even know how to do that, then then read some Psalms. All right. And that'll help you. You're my refuge. You're my strength. You're my rock that I stand on. I'm going to call out, Jesus, I just, I just worship you for who you are, for what you've done, for what you're going to do. We spend some time worshiping. I put on worship every weekend on my way to church. We have a Saturday night service at 5. We have two Sunday morning services. So every Saturday night, every Saturday afternoon, on my way to the service. And every Sunday morning, am on my way to church. I put on worship. Because worship ushers in the presence of God and it helps get my heart right. And the next thing you know, I find myself praying as I'm worshiping. Even though worship is a type of prayer, I will find myself, the next thing you know, as I'm worshiping God, I'll start praying. I'll start lifting up the service. I'll start, people will come to mind. I'll start praying for others. So worship is a great way to begin your time of prayer, I love that it says no one can measure God's greatness. You know, we we um, all have heroes in our life. There's people that we have we look up to. We have mentors, um, we have favorite celebrities and favorite athletes. If you were watching the NFL playoffs this past weekend and you saw the miracle in Minnesota when um, when when Case threw that pass to um, Diggs and um, 10 seconds left of the game, um, it was over. And then. It was over for New Orleans. What an incredible, incredible game. We all have favorite athletes. Some of you were devastated because your favorite player that you look up to is Drew Brees. Um, I'm just going to say, you know, Skull, go Vikings. I used to work at the Metrodome. I'm actually a Cowboys fan, but I'm rooting for the, the, the Vikings um, way back in the day in Bible College. I was a, um, a Coke vendor, a Coca-Cola vendor. Let's be clear on that. Uh, a Coca-Cola vendor or a Pepsi vendor. I don't even remember which soda it was, Pepsi or Coke, but I hated it. Um, but it was still a cool experience, but I'm, I'm rooting for the Vikings. My son, he's a huge Golden State Warriors fan, and the reason he's a Golden State Warriors fan is because he is a fan of, of Stephen Curry, the best shooter there is, right? So we um, surprised him with tickets to a game on Christmas, and that game took place last Friday where my, myself and my friend TJ and his boy JJ, my son Ashton and JJ are best friends. So we went to the Milwaukee We drove up to Milwaukee from the Peoria, Illinois area and went to the Warriors game. And check this out. Steph Curry didn't play. I wanted to stab somebody. I'm like, (laughs) he had to hurt his ankle a few days. He played the next night, but he didn't play. He played Saturday night in Toronto, but he didn't play Friday night. And uh, my boy was devastated. But the good news is he did come out and shoot shoot around for warmups and um, was raining threes from all over the court, stepping inside the half court line and, and just, it's just unbelievable. He's crazy, a crazy shot. And m- my son just looks up to him and idolizes him and um, wants to be like him, wants to be in the NBA, he wants to be a pastor. And then he wants to play for the Golden State Warriors. So he said that during the season, he'll let me preach because he's going to be the pastor of Rochester someday. He said, and then, um, then in the off season, then he'll preach. That's that's his plan, but anyway, I said all that to say, there's a lot of great people out there that we look up to. But this King David says no one can measure God's greatness. He's worthy of our praise, so we should be willing to spend some time worshiping Him. Take some time to to, to worship. If you have iTunes music, just in the search bar, put worship and put on some worship and watch watch what happens all right that's the first type of prayer second type of prayer is confession a lot of times when you're worshiping god he'll reveal some things that are that um that need to be fixed in our heart and a lot of times when i'm worshiping you know i can't help but say god forgive me for cutting off that driver all right um, forgive me for um you know screaming at my kids or you know argument with my wife or you know for having bad thoughts, whatever it is, worship will cause us to get our heart right. A lot of times it leads to confession. So confession is a type of prayer. This is where you repent of your sins. This is where you tell God that you're sorry. Be specific. Don't just pray, God, forgive me of everything I've ever done. Get specific, even though he already knows, and confess your sins. Because 1 John one nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. One of my favorite portions of Scripture is Psalms 51, verses 1 through 12. This is a prayer of confession by David. After he committed murder, he committed adultery. He was confronted by a man of God, by a prophet named Nathan. He could have had Nathan killed. He could have made an excuse for his sin. He could have blamed his sin on somebody else, but he didn't. He said, I've sinned before God. He had a broken heart because of it. From worshiping to confessing his sin and turning from his sin. This is what he prayed. Psalms 51, verses 1 through 12. Have mercy on me, O God, because of my unfailing love, because of your great compassion. Blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean. Purify me. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you, and you only have my sin. I've done what's evil in your sight. You'll be proved right in what you say. Your judgment against me is just. Why? Because I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mom conceived me. But you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. So he says this, purify me from my sins. Maybe that's your prayer today. I will be clean. Wash me. I'll be whiter than snow. Give me back my joy again. If you've lost your joy, it could be because of sin in your life. You've broken me, and I'll let me rejoice. What's this mean? The result of repentance is joy. You need some joy. Repent. You sit there. I'm talking to me now. All right. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Created me a clean heart. Renew a loyal spirit. Notice loyal. We want a spirit that stays loyal to, to Christ. We don't like it when someone is disloyal to us. Let's don't be disloyal to God. David was disloyal, but then he got it right. He made it right. And we can make it right. It doesn't matter what you've done. Your past does not count you out from being used by God in your future. He doesn't have to consult with your past when he's mapping out your future. It's already laid out. So let's just get it right. Go to him. Confess. Repent like David does. He says this, don't banish me from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. God's not going to take his Holy Spirit from us. If we're a follower of Jesus, his Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you. So we don't have to pray, God, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. He lives in us. And Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father now, cheering you on, praying for you, interceding on our behalf. That's good news. So verse 12, he mentions joy again. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Make me willing to obey you. You want life change? Pray Psalms 51 verses 1 through 12 every day. That's confession. You don't know how to pray? Read Psalms 51 and make that your prayer. Verses 1 through 12. There you go. You worship. You confess. Number three, we also thank God. We want to thank God for everything that he's done. Psalms 91 says, I'm going to praise you, Lord, with all my heart. The message says, I'm thanking you, God, from a a full heart. I don't need to spend a lot of time on this. You have a reason today to be thankful. If you're breathing, you can thank God for a breath. It doesn't matter what's happened in your life and what's been done to you. There's some horrific things that have happened in this world and perhaps even in you, but you still have reason to be thankful to God today. I went to Africa um, back in 2005. We we have a sister church that we we built there and um, still have a relationship with them. We've made several trips there. Um, we've sent several teams there. And um, I tell you what, after being in Africa just for 10 days, I realized how blessed I really, really am. I have reason to be thankful. You have reason to be thankful. So in a time of prayer, begin to thank God. And next thing you know, you're praying. So you worship him. You're confessing some sin. Now you're thanking God. Hey, guess what? Some time's gone by. You've prayed longer than 30 seconds. Check that out. I'm proud of you. All right, number four, the fourth type of prayer today is supplication. This is a a petition. This is your personal request. This is when you go to God for your personal needs. Some people have said, well, you shouldn't just go to God for all your personal requests. That's kind of selfish. No. He says, He have not because He asked not. He says, Come boldly to the throne that you might obtain. God wants you to petition Him. Philippians chapter 4 says this Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. That's Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything tell god what you need that's right there in the bible so in your prayer time you tell god what you need that's called a supplication that's called a petition and then it says thank him for all he's done thanksgiving again another type of prayer so we got worship we have confession we have thanksgiving we have supplication which is making our petitions telling god what we need we can learn four things from this one verse in philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and that's this don't worry Pray, be specific, and then thank him. All right? There you go. And here's what's cool. Paul wrote this from a jail cell. Two verses before this, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. If he can rejoice in prison, then we can rejoice today, no matter where we're at. We want some joy. We might need to confess some sins. Regardless, when we spend time in God praying and talking to him and petitioning him, God's going to do something in our heart, All right number five. The fifth type of prayer is intercession. This is where we pray for the needs of somebody else. We petition Him. We pray for our own personal wants and needs, our own desires. I'll say it again. Psalms thirty-seven and four says, "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart." Proverbs sixteen three says, "Commit the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed." He wants us to go to Him. He wants us to petition Him. But then we should also pray for others. Pray for your kids. Pray for your spouse. Pray for family. Pray for your church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your um, favorite co- podcast person, all right? Um, pray, intercede for, for others. Ephesians 6.18 says, praying to spirit at all times and on every occasion. It says, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I'll say that again. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. That is intercession. Take the time to intercede for other people. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, we need to intercede for others, all right? In fact, even in the book of of James, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you might be healed, all right? Why does it say confess your sins to each other? So you can be forgiven? No, you're forgiven by God. The reason it says confess your sins to each other is so you can get that off of your chest and you feel better and you can have somebody pray with you and you can pray with somebody else. So intercession is praying for others, all right? The last type of prayer is meditation. And I'm not talking about a lava lamp, all right? I'm not talking about burning incense. I am talking about um, putting on yoga pants and then sitting, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about meditating on the word, opening up the word and just take a verse and read it and meditate on it and say, God, I wanna apply this verse to my life psalms 119 11, david said your word god have i hidden in my heart so i don't sin against you take a scripture like that and say okay god i want to hide your word in my heart give me a desire to be in your word give me a hunger to be in your word now help me to obey it help me to do it help me to follow it next thing you know you're praying again see you're doing all these things you're praying for you're praying for longer than 30 seconds you know next thing you know you might be praying for 30 minutes right psalms 1 verse 2 says They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Psalm 63, 6, David says, I lay awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. You know what a recipe for peace is? Meditating on the word of God day and night. In the morning, at night, when you're laying in bed, meditate on the word of God. Take a verse and begin to ponder it. You know, memorize it, quote it, speak it, all right? Here's why. Joshua 1.8, before I read this, let me just ask this question, and then I'm going to wrap up this podcast, and I'm going to pray for anyone that has commented today on on our Facebook page. I want to ask this question. Do you want to be prosperous and successful? I'm not talking about do you want to be rich, all right? Prosperity is not about just being rich. I'm talking, do you just want to have a prosperous life? Do you want to succeed in everything that you do? I do, all right? So if your answer is yes, Joshua one eight tells you how. It says meditate on the book of the law day and night. Get the word on the inside of you when you don't need it so to be there when you do need it. Study this book of instruction continually at all times. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do everything that's written in it. And then, everybody say then, you will be prosperous and successful. It says only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So what do you have to do to be prosperous and successful? You meditate on the word day and night, and you do what it says to do. You follow it. You obey it. You stay loyal to it. So there you have six types of prayer. All right? We worship. We, we confess our sins. We thank God for what he's done. We begin to make our petitions and our personal wants known to him. John fourteen fourteen says, ask anything in my name and I will do it. Then we intercede for others. And then we med- just meditate on his word. Those are six types of prayer. And if you will apply those to your life, you will learn how to pray longer than 30 seconds, longer than two minutes, longer than five minutes. You can pray. And here's something else. Prayer This conversation with God, it's communication. And remember, communication is not just talking. Now, because I'm doing this podcast, you can't talk to me right now. I can't really hear you. I'm the only one talking. But to have good conversation, we also have to listen. Here's what's cool. God wants to talk to you. When you talk to him, all these things, you're praying. But when you open up that word, you are giving him the opportunity to talk back. And then we apply that, when we pray about it. And next thing you know, you're praying even longer. So take the time to open up the word so he can talk back to you. Make sure you listen and do what he says. All right, there are my six types of prayer. I want to thank those of you that are watching us live today on Facebook, those that have jumped on Periscope. But I'm going to go right now to our our, our Facebook page. And um, I'm going to close out this podcast by 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 praying, all right, for um, these specific needs. So you can join me in prayer or you can sign off now. Um, but I do want to take time to, to be able to do this. And um, my friend Todd said, praying for you and your family, Pastor Chuck. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Love you, man. Um, Brianna has a prayer request. She says that... Um, she has a dear friend who just found out that she has cancer, and they're not sure what, what, what kind. They know it's stage um, two or three, and um, she can no longer work. And they have middle, um, they have two middle school age kids. So um, this friend needs needs healing. So we're going to pray for for Brianna's friend. And if um, you're watching right now live on Pure Area Church, and you want to type out your prayer request, I'll make sure to just sneak it in. Before we go, all right. So um, let's go ahead and pray for Brianna's friend. All right, Father, right now, just come before you. We lift up Brianna's friend who was just diagnosed with cancer. We first of all, God, we um, we know cancer is not from you. We know cancer is not your will. The devil is a thief. John ten ten says he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So we know that cancer is his work. We know that you can take something the enemy intends for evil. And you can bring good, and we ask you to do that because your word says you're a good, good God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. So we, we just ask you, Jesus, right now to to um, to heal Brianna's friends, um, this mother. Of two little kids who has cancer, we just curse this cancer and we command a looser body in Jesus' name. We command her body to function the way it's created to. We ask you to heal her. We ask you to cleanse her blood, her blood cells. We ask you to move through her body from head to toe because Jesus, you said in your word in Isaiah fifty three five that by your stripes she was healed. So by faith, right now for those listening, God, for those watching, we we are agreeing together. Your word says if two shall agree on anything, we could have whatever we say. So we say, Brianna's friends is healed in Jesus' name. And we just thank you for touching her. We thank you for healing her. You're Jehovah Rapha, a God who still heals. We lift up everybody else who's watching. God, we lift up every other need, every other request, maybe even some requests that I haven't seen um, today. We know that you have seen them and the fact that somebody has typed it out and written it down, um, you recognize that. You already know and I just pray, Jesus, right now that you will move. You are El Shaddai, the God of more than enough to meet every need that we might have. So we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for watching 41 Strong today. We look forward forward to seeing you next Wednesday as I, I have some pastor friends. We're going to have a little panel. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk. It's going to be cool. Um, and then I have another guest coming up in February. You're going to love it. So um, we look forward to seeing you again soon. For more information, go to chuckytate.com. E. Chuckytate.com. E. Please, um, when that little pop-up um, uh, jumps up to, for your email address, put it down, and I will make sure to... To, um, to keep you um, posted of everything that's happening, some, some blog posts and stuff like that. So go to ChuckETate.com. All right, for our producer Mike Sable, I will see you next week.